the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Have you thought about to whom you belong today? Have you been in the lost and found? Have you been looking for what's lost? Wait a minute. Is this that caregiving show again? It is. But remember, if you care, you're a caregiver. So what does that have to do with my show? Carrying the burden? Yeah, I'm Lorraine Carroll. Someone asked me, like, so what is your show about? I said, don't you get it? Caring the burden. Don't you care about anything, anybody? And the person looked a little confused, bewildered. And then at that moment, I had one of those slow motion, living motion experiences, almost like I was on TV and going back into the portals of my memory, recalling how, hey, Lorraine, no, everybody does not care. Hey, that's called apathy. Remember? That's right. Because although I'm a caregiver, you might be a caregiver. Anybody that cares is a caregiver. That doesn't mean, number one, that you share the care. Some people are hoarders. I talked to someone about that this week. And it's not just the people on the TV show. Some people are hoarders in their emotions. Ooh, they hoard their love. Uh Uh-huh. You're supposed to give that away, not hoard it. Then some people hoard things like sympathy. Yes, they don't feel sorry for anybody. They're just mean, they're harsh, they're hard. Yeah. Oh, well, he should have done, he should have known better. He should have tried. Hey, can you just have a moment of sympathy? That's right, you don't even have any empathy. So usually if you're closer to apathy, you're not going to have sympathy or empathy for anybody. I was watching a documentary on football players and how they basically sacrifice not just their lives. Yes, we saw the young man with the cardiac arrest, but I'm talking about their bones that we don't see 20 years from now. Yeah, those guys sometimes are on canes. We're talking about the guys that were out there for our entertainment. We were valuing that Monday night football, couldn't wait, sitting there watching and complaining because we weren't out on the field. But what about the people that are, that are getting crushed, bones, literally, and having their joints knocked out? A guy just had a big Achilles heel accident on the field, and, you know, his life and career could be over. Most of us look, blink, and say, oh, man, that's too bad. Why? Because it wasn't us. Have you ever had anything, like, knocked out? No, uh, Okay, okay, you know what I mean. We're talking knees and joints here, ankles. Elbows, some people have had clavicles. Well, when you deal with other people and their bodies, you have to treat them so tenderly, so gently, because falls are prominent, especially among older people. But what people don't realize is that younger people fall too. People trip and fall. People have accidents and fall. People just fall. Now, that's on the physical side. Watch it. We're going somewhere. People fall all the time (laughs) and watch this they're close to falling did you ever see anybody trip i have and we laugh we giggle it's not funny that's what we used to say but it is kind of funny right (laughs) but 
Think about it. What if they had fallen and hurt themselves? When people trip and then they fall and then they hurt themselves, wow, one, two, three, punch. Most of us fall often, but nobody sees us fall. Did you catch that? See, those are physical falls, the ones that I just described, yeah, where everybody can see it. But what about when you fall in your own mind, in your spirit, in your soul? Yeah, and nobody sees that. So what happens when you trip up? Yeah, nobody saw that one. Oh, wait a minute. The Lord did. That's right. Now, did you go back and confer with the Lord about how you fell? What caused you to fall? Most of us don't. Most of us won't. The first reason we don't and won't is pride. Nobody wants to say it. I'll say it for you. Pride. Mm -hmm. It goes before the Bible says destruction. It's basic common sense to me. So you mean to tell me if I'm proud, then something in my life is going to be destroyed? Namely me. Yes, I'm going to be the one destroyed. It's real simple. Read it for yourself. The Proverbs have all your life wisdom. If you don't want to read it, fine. I'll read it for you. I'm going to cheat today. I don't do that often on carrying the burden. But sometimes you just need to hear it as is from the Bible. Most people I continue to find do not read the Bible. I saw the best social media post a guy is going around you won't believe this christians you won't believe this people of god but there's this guy he's going around you might have seen him online on the internet he's asking people hey i've got 50 dollars for every question you can answer in the Bible. So I'm sitting there on the sidelines like, yeah, okay, yeah, let's hear it. Let's see how much money I would have made. Woohoo. First question. The guy says, who was the husband of Mary? Now me with my deep Christian self, you know, I was like, well, which Mary? You know, I went right there already. Did you go there? I did. But I knew he meant basics. I call them Bible basics. And the lady came up with like three answers and all of them were wrong. I said, you've got to be kidding me. And then I said, no, Lorraine, this actually just proves what you keep trying to tell people. Most Christians alleged, I say respectfully, do not really know the Bible as well as you might think. And I had to explain to someone, just because people went to church all their lives, doesn't mean they get the stamp of Christian approval. Watch that. Sounds like judgment, Lorraine. No, actually, I have Bible for that too. So what happens is pride comes in and justifies that I go to church. That's good enough. I don't need to study the Bible. I don't need to go to that Bible study class stuff. I don't need that stuff. I go to the Bible every Sunday. Yeah, the Bible, the Bible study in the pulpit. Yeah, I go to that Bible. No, that's a church building. So the Bible itself is technically you. Oh, wait a minute. I'm confused. Yeah, if you are, connect at LorraineCarroll.com. We'll talk about it more. That's where you can email me, reach me, talk about where you were confused, how much you didn't get it, how much you didn't like it, it doesn't matter. Send it to me, connect at LorraineCarroll.com. Because a lot of people don't realize, I have a scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. You can read it yourself. Start at verse 14 to be clear. Go all the way to 18 just because. 1 Corinthians 3, start at 14, read up to 18. It's in that passage that I get to justify that I, Lorraine, am the church because I'm a Christian. 
I have received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Everybody has not received him as Lord and Savior. So if you're wondering if you have, that means you probably haven't, or you might need to go back and just reaffirm. See, some people do affirmations at the end of a sermon. They sound like mindfulness. You know, that stuff they teach you out there in the world, the secular world. Some of you have it at your job. You get a 10-minute mindfulness break in addition to what the law provides. For those of us that have to go into the office I did for years, we didn't get a mindfulness break. <laughs> you had to do it all what you had to do if you were a smoker, smoke in 10 minutes, use the restroom in 10 minutes, walk around the block in 10 minutes, get it all out in 10 minutes, yep. And they were watching you, whether they ever said it or not. You better know it. So now what does that have to do with anything? Because as Christians, our mindfulness is the Bible. That is our watchdog for us, for our souls, for how we treat people, how we interact with people, what we say to people, what we don't say. That's the one for me. Watch it, Lorraine. Shut it up. Bring it in. Deep breath. Ooh, in Jesus' name. That's what I do. Okay? That's my mindfulness. Because, yeah, I could cuss you out. Oh, I have options. I'm a good little Christian. But watch this. Jesus was tempted. That's what my Bible says on every side. I wasn't there for all of the sides, but I've got enough scripture to let me know that he had enough temptation. That he could have lost it, but I still have a same Bible that says he didn't sin. Sometimes I tell the Lord, how do you do it? How did you make it down here? And then I have to remember, he had the power of the Holy Ghost. I also remember, and just have a seat, Lorraine, he was the Lord Jesus the Christ, the divine. Remember, Christ is not his last name. The divine one, he was in the earth to redeem mankind, to bring us back from the laws that we were under that we couldn't maintain or keep. I have Bible on it. I will get my Hebrew scholars. Don't mess with me. And they will tell you right here. Hey, they still don't believe that Jesus Christ has come. Uh Oh, watch that Christian. See what happens when Christians get challenged. We start to second guess. We doubt just like that lady being interrogated with basic Bible questions. She didn't have the answers. What answers do you have about the Bible today? If somebody walks up to you and they just say, hey, like, why are you a Christian? Please don't let your first words be, I don't know. I just, uh, hold, hold. You mean to tell me your first response to someone who's desperate for the light? They're in the darkness groping. They come up to you and they say, how do, how do I get this, like, Christ Jesus stuff? Uh, I don't know. Just, uh. Don't start with, I don't know. Start with basics, Bible basics. And don't let your pride get in the way. I told you pride goes before destruction. Oh, yeah, that's right. You wanted me to read it to you. I said I would cheat today and give you a scripture. Here on Carrying the Burden, it's important that you read the Bible for yourself. My favorite part is you have the audio Bibles now. What's wrong with you people? You have it made. We used to have to look up stuff in the concordance. The concordance, what is that? Never mind. So listen, it's in the Bible, different ways, but my favorite way is in the Proverbs. And you can read it for yourself. Now, this translation, people like to argue translations. I say, hey, 66 books, canonized, we're good. You figure out the rest of the English language. People live all over the world, speak English the way they do. I live in sunny San Diego. We have lots of slang here, too. But the Bible is still right regardless of the language.
pride precedes a disaster. An arrogant attitude precedes a fall. Did you just call me arrogant? Maybe. How about you identify it first? See, the sooner you can admit that you're arrogant about a thing, see, that's the problem. Most of us hoard our arrogance. Oh, my. Yes. Just like the people on the shows. We put it away where nobody can see it. Yeah, they put it away where nobody can see it. Nobody can see it. Nobody can see you're really arrogant. Now, there are people out there, oh, yeah, we can see they're arrogant. But they're not hoarders of their arrogance. Did you catch that? Then there are people out there who are very proud. They don't walk around saying, I'm proud. Well, the black people did back in the day. Didn't they have something like that? Uh, James Brown had a song or something, Say It Loud. And Yeah. Okay. No, we're not talking about that kind of proud. Is there a difference? I don't know. Connect at LorraineCarroll.com. But what I'm talking about, people that hoard pride. How do you hoard pride? You keep it in, you keep it tucked away where nobody can see it. So that when someone offends you, watch it, now you become defensive using hoarding of what? Pride. You pull it out fast. You open that garage door of pride, and boy, you've got boxes of pride stacked in there with all kinds of pride in the boxes, and you just pull one out and have at it. How how does that happen? Well, it's called arrogance. That's why they go together. Pride goes, it precedes destruction. So more than likely, you're not going to do so well if you walk around proud. The best thing you can do is take the more humble approach. Now, I've got Bible on that. You've got a Bible. You've got access. This is America. We're blessed. Read your Bible. God Bless America still stands, trident and true. His grace and mercy does that. It's not just something we get by default. Did you catch that, America? It's his grace and mercy providing us his blessings. Let's not take that for granted. He wants us to do certain things. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Real basic. Yeah, humble yourself. Don't let your pride go out there in front of you with your big mouth and then you make yourself look like and then you have the audacity to blame them. Who's them? The people that you were too proud to admit to that you need help. Caregivers always need help. Shame on you, caregiver. If you are out there saying, oh, no, I got it. Oh, I'm good. Watch this. If you don't declare yourself to be a caregiver, I told you now, if you care about anything, you're a caregiver. Even if you care about plants, dogs, ants, yes, you're a caregiver. You're a giver of care. So when people come to you and they offer you help, just try it one day. Just say, oh, okay. Um, It might be a struggle for you at first. You can adapt. It takes time to learn how to receive one assistance because most of us are so used to doing it what whatever we're doing see it's not just the actual people that attend to people that are elderly or disabled or even babies that are sickly or young kids that have mental needs yes there are five-year-olds with developmental disabilities and they need caregivers yes we're going to keep talking about these things right here on carrying the burden with me, Lorraine Carroll, yeah. It sounds so, like, celebratory when you say it that way. 
But let me tell you, caregivers, you have to, I call it self-celebrate. There's a big thing out there called self-care. It has not gone anywhere. My favorite part is self-care has always been around. I mean, we can go back into the Bible days. The concept of what we're doing today, spa treatments, all the things that we do. Oh, I'm going to have a spa day. Oh, this is for the ladies especially. I'm going to go get my petty. I'm having a self-care day. For those of you that don't know what a petty means, it's a pedicure. Yeah, feet petty. Guys, you can do it too. I've seen the guys there too. You guys definitely need it. Am I judging you? No. But I am saying guys aren't, let's say, as inclined in America to go get pedicures. So they usually go with their girlfriend, their wife, their sister, because they're kind of proud. Did you catch that? Lay aside every weight that easily besets you. Pride is a weight. Yes, pride weighs you down. Pride can make you fail. And most of all, pride can make you trip and fall. Right. Why? Because pride is a stumbling block. It inhibits your smooth walk in life with the Lord. The Lord has already told you what to do. Humble yourself. So with humility, here's the benefit comes honor. Now you can read that in two parts of the Bible, Proverbs 15, Proverbs 18. Read the whole chapter in each. Why? Because it's just good advice. It's wisdom. Life advice. You will need it. You'll love it. Proverbs 15, the whole chapter, just read it, and then you'll see. Oh, this is what she was talking about. Humility comes before the honor. Oh, right. Most of us won't be humble enough to even admit that we need to be more humble. Wow. That almost sounds to me like a contradiction. I don't know about you. I have a tendency to hold myself accountable more, I've found, over the years because I was an only child. For those of us that were, let's say, an only child, especially like I was back in the 70s, we had a lot of things to do, right? No, we didn't. Look at these kids today. They have the internet. They can just be on their phones. I'm like, I'm convinced chiropractic medicine is going to elevate in the next 10 years only because there's going to be something wrong with people's necks from looking down at their phones so much, especially for Gen Z. So if you're looking for a new career, hey, that might be your option. Now, don't take my advice. I said it might be an option. I'm just speculating what I see out there. People look down at their phones while they're walking and they're in hallways. They're coming off of elevators. They're even driving, looking down at their phones. Yes. In the grocery store lines. If you think about it, watch it. Next time you go in for anywhere that you have to stand in a line, you don't even have to be in the line for 30 seconds. As soon as people get in the line, watch, look for it. Give them 20 seconds. They will have their phone out in their hand, looking down. Is that because they're impatient? No. Is it because they're bored? Not really. Well, why do people just pull their phones out? I think we've just created a habit. It's just a habit that I didn't have the privilege of having back in the 70s. So when I was growing up, I had to be more creative. I had to be more developmental with my mind. Hear me. When you practice with your mind and connect with yourself... It's easier to pray. It's easier to recognize your failures. It's easier to talk to the Lord about your shortcomings. Pride is a huge shortcoming. I've already warned you, it comes before destruction, disaster. Come on, look at all of what's going on around the world. 
I had someone even tell me recently that it is a scientific experiment happening globally to see how, let's just say, a rich scientist wanted to affect the Earth's weather. Did you hear what I said? Let me try it again. In case you didn't hear what I said, I'm going to say it again because one, I want to. Two, you need to hear this. Someone said that a rich scientist is the cause. Are you listening, Christians? For all of the effects of this peculiar weather globally, all the way from the hurricane five warning that we got out here in sunny San Diego not too long ago, to the floods, to the fires from natural heat. Now, the Lord is still having mercy on Maui. That's another time. His grace, his goodness, his mercies, that's what will take care of Maui as far as I'm concerned. Everybody doesn't pray to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'll sit that one down, walk away, and continue to pray. But as for this global warning, did you hear me? Not global warming. I said global warning because I told someone, you can call it a rich scientist. I call God the original scientist. As far as I'm concerned, this is the Lord's doing. There is a scripture that says this is marvelous. Yeah, marvelous in our eyes. Sometimes we look at that word marvel. Some of you are comic fans. I get it. I appreciate it. I respect it. But in this case, I want you to remember the word marvelous. It comes from a fabulous root word of marvel. And when you look at the word marvel in the dictionary, sometimes you just need to look at definitions. We take them for granted often. But that word marvel, it really comes from a Latin of mirabilia. So for those of you that speak Spanish, what does that mean? Mira, it means look, look at the definition of marvel, something that causes wonder, admiration, or astonishment. Yeah, I'm personally astonished by the global effects of weather right now. Floods of rain happening in places where you're not expecting it. I saw people's cars in China just flooded out. We've also had people die. Have we been warned about this? That's up to you to decide, America. Listen, you can decide what's going on globally based on where you are here in America. We have some grace, mercies. We also have some warnings, but we also have pride. That can also happen before a destruction. Are you ready, California? Oh, yeah. My mom keeps saying the big one is coming. The big one is coming. She's been saying it for a while. And, yes, we've had some earthquakes that were above 5.0 out here in California, and we know what that means. Yeah, the big one could come. Are you ready? Or are you walking around, driving around, taking life for granted because you're too proud to sit down, come up with your earthquake plan like we used to do when I was a kid because we didn't have our phones to look at. Your phone will eventually die if there's an earthquake. Why? Because you won't be able to plug it up. <gasps> oh, I didn't think about that. Right. So have you thought about what you're prepared for? Are you prepared for disaster today? Take time and look around your life. Are you prepared for any disaster? Probably not. So what should you do? The best thing you can do, one, is humble yourself. Secondly, Look at the Lord and say, help!
Look at me. I need some help. So for humility's sake, let's do it that way. Read a scripture. James 4 and 10 is one of my favorites. Now, there's all kinds of versions. Some of you are from the King James uh, congregation. No problem. So let's do that because many of us did go to a King James Bible church. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. Doesn't that sound nice and churchy? Now, I like translations that help me live in the moment and really take a look at myself. And it's something about the Amplified Translation when I read that. Humble yourselves with an attitude of repentance and insignificance Uh in the presence of the Lord. And he will exalt you. He will lift you up. He will give you purpose. Some of you, it's okay. Some of you feel like, I don't know my purpose. That's why I tell people, did you pray? First of all, have you just Taking a moment to be quiet with yourself and just listen to yourself. And oftentimes that's when you get to hear from the Lord. The Lord is a spirit. He speaks from spirit to spirit. So when you humble yourself, be quiet, sit your pride aside, then the Lord can speak to you, your heart, your mind, your soul. And then you'll know what to do. You'll have purpose at that point. And most of all, pray. At all times, the Bible says pray without ceasing. One of the things that we like to do here on Carrying the Burden is hear your testimonial. Connect at LorraineCarroll.com. That's by email. You can go to our website and let us know how you feel. KPRZ.com. Look for podcasts, local shows, Carrying the Burden. That's me, Lorraine Carroll. And when you do, you're going to be able to testify what's true to you. I ate my humble pie this week. Can you do that until you join me again next week here on Carrying the Burden? Humble yourselves. Do it. Don't let pride take you down. You've been listening to me, Lorraine Carroll, right here on Carrying the Burden. KPRZ, 1210 AM, sunny San Diego, and on any podcasting station near you. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.